It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What up, Bengals fans, and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm Jake Lisko, one of your hosts, along with James Rapine, the other one of your hosts. You can find us on Twitter at Jake underscore NFL and at James Rapine. Follow us individually on Twitter and follow the podcast at Locked On Bengals for your daily updates on what's going on with the Cincinnati Bengals. It's bonus content time on the Locked On Bengals podcast. We are recording live from Twitch, twitch.tv, while we record this. And we're going to give some podcast content for those of you that aren't able to make it out to the stream. There's about 45 people watching us live right now in chat. We've got some questions in there that we're going to answer today. But let's get started, James. You were at the scrimmage. What was your vantage point? Because I pointed this out on Twitter We got different stats and different uh, tidbits, let's say, from all of the different media folks that were out there covering the scrimmage today. Sounds like there were some people perched out on different spots. Where were you? I was on the field, on the the platform that that the Bengals have set up for the media. But you're right. There there were multiple riders in Paul Brown Stadium perched up there with a, a good vantage point. There were some on the bridge. And then there were some on the field. And I think it mixed together for uh, about as good of coverage as you could ask for, considering the circumstances of today's scrimmage. So you uh, you had a hard time seeing, I'm sure, some of the stuff. You were probably blocked at points from, from like, players standing on a sideline. It looked like that's what was happening from some of the pictures I saw from, from your vantage point. Sure. So at points, especially during the 11-on-11. And, and it wasn't just today. It's been yeah. that way throughout camp. It's it's tough to get a feel, especially when you're talking photos. To I mean, how are you going to take pictures through people? Yeah. I, I am able to see because binoculars, you, you and you can look past people if you zoom in on those, but you can't get good photos. Yeah, yeah, it'd be tough. But today we did get the excitement of, of a scrimmage, and it sounds like it was a bit of a mixed, a mixed scrimmage. They had some full drives in there, and they had some – what Dan Horde calls it red zone plus. I, I kind of like that terminology starting from the 30 yard line and the Bengals under Joe with Joe Burrow at quarterback couldn't move the ball on those drives from the 30, but that's really the, the main negative of the day. Joe Burrow was very impressive by all accounts that I've read from the general coverage that I saw on Twitter started the day. Perfect six for six on a drive that featured three false starts from the offensive line. They go in for a touchdown. Great day for Auden Tate. And and also of note, and we'll focus on Burrow here for a second, the, the starting, quote-unquote, starting running back and wide receivers that actually played, which is just Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon, only played for one drive. And that's that's the thing. I mean, you look at Joe, and he starts – not just six for six on that first drive, which he did, but then Boyd and Mixon leave, and he goes three for four on the next drive and, and takes him right downfield again 
Uh, starts nine for ten with two touchdowns and uh, really looked the part. Was extremely accurate, moved in the pocket, took out one of the coolers on the sideline, running for a first down. They only faced one third down on that opening drive, and, and he was able to run for a first down there. So he uh, he looked really good. The, the accuracy was certainly there, and I think it's good to see him thrive and it go look it's a scrimmage setting they want to get reps obviously they can't hit joe burrow so the defenses would probably argue that they would have gotten off the field at times but it's good to see him extend drives and get some reps even though he doesn't have those top guys out there because his life could be much easier once aj and t and john ross and then boyd and mixon are out there all together yeah my, my favorite tweet that i had today was the the main lesson that i learned from everything I've read about today's scrimmage was Joe Burrow doesn't need his top four wide receivers to score touchdowns. <laughs> he, he can do it with Auden Tate and Mike Thomas and Alex Erickson and CJ Uzama. And Hey, your guy drew sample. Sounds like he had a pretty nice day, had a big 40 plus yard catch on a seam ball. I read and, and had a really nice block on a big Samaji P, P Ryan run. He did. And, and heck on that P Ryan run, if it's the same one, I'm, uh, thinking of Jonah Williams had a nice block as yeah. well mm-hmm. uh, on that one, but it, it it was it was a it was good to to get these and I don't want to call them back end guys because Drew Sample certainly isn't that Auden Tate certainly isn't that, but to get them some confidence and get them some reps and it also gives the coaching staff an idea of what to do and honestly Jake I have no idea what they're going to do at wide receiver it's so because Ayrton now. made plays downfield uh, Ryan Finley threw him a deep ball and he caught it yep. I mean. <laughs> You know, I mean, it's it's really tough in that wide receiver room, and I, I don't know what they're going to do. Credit Ryan Finley as well. It sounds like he had a pretty nice day today. Alex Erickson, who I had started to write off, is he's clearly behind Mike Thomas on the depth chart. Well, maybe Erickson beats out Morgan Stanley, and they just figure out special teams because they don't want to carry Morgan. Stanley Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> because they don't want to carry eight receivers. That's uh, Morgan Stanley. That's the bank, right? or uh yeah yeah it's a financial firm or something yeah that, that, that really tripped me up there and by the way stanley morgan on uh when was it thursday the days bleed together during camp uh on thursday made a couple really nice catches including a deep ball from who ryan finley yeah so it uh again i mean they're like eight or nine deep right now at receiver of guys that you could totally see making the team seven your max. So it's uh, the, hopefully they can stash one or two of these guys on the practice squad. I, I think they're definitely eight deep. I don't know who the ninth guy would be. It would be like a Demarcus Lodge or a Trenton Irwin kind of guy. And and I think that there is a big fall off there, but definitely the first eight. And, and that's where it gets hard because keeping seven is a lot and keeping eight, uh, you, you can't. So let's let's get into some questions. Do you think? Or, or is there is there more you want to highlight before we take no, some what? questions from our live audience? All right, let's get into questions from our live audience. Tip Nick. Let's do it. I think that's a Tip City resident up near Dayton, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Offensive line, did they look good? I heard Sam Hubbard had some pressure. I read that Carl Lawson had a nice day as well. What do you say, James? Look, first off, at times it is hard to tell. But outside of the false starts, I thought they looked all right. And, and all right is much better than I, I've seen in recent years during these type of things. Uh, there wasn't many plays blown dead because Burrow was going to go down or anything like that. Now, again, the defense might say, oh, we could have got you here. We could have got you there. And that's part of the, the scrimmage. But I, I do think that 
if you take the four false starts, and that's how many they had as a first team, four false starts. I believe Bobby Hart had two, and I don't know exactly who the other two were. Uh, but I know it wasn't Jonah Williams. For a fact, I know that. Um, but overall, I would give them a passing grade. And I think we would all take – like if the, the Bengals offensive line in 2020 is a C, I think we'd all sign up for that right now. And I think that it was probably a C today. So that's uh, that's a semi-optimistic but or a semi-uplifting sign given how bad they looked just a couple days ago. Did Did you see who had the false starts? I heard one was Mike Jordan. I I think it was in and again don't hold me to this totally, but I think it was two on Bobby Hart, one Mike Jordan, one Xavier Suafilo. I know it wasn't Jonah Williams. I don't think it was Trey Hopkins, um, but but that's what I think it was. Now, that maybe a little off on that, but it, but if you heard one was Mike Jordan, I, I'm pretty sure two were Bobby Hart, so it makes sense that the other was was Suafilo if it wasn't Jonah Williams. Yeah, it's it's very uncommon for the center to false start, of course, Agreed. and I'd, I also heard that Jonah had zero, so that would only leave Jordan, Suafilo, Bobby Hart, and whoever's on the backup offensive line. I don't know if they got any of the backups in front of Joe Burrow mm-hmm. at all today. No, okay, so not, there not you that go. I saw. That that's noteworthy, right? You have only. Bobby Hart and Xavier Sofilo taking reps with the ones. And that to me sounds like a competition that's pretty much done. And maybe it changes next week, but that's a full week and a scrimmage with a consistent first team offensive line. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And and here's what I will say, <laughs> because I wanted a competition. I think most people listening to this and watching this wanted a competition. Maybe... It shouldn't be like maybe the coaches have seen something, heard something, noticed something in all of these guys that, you know, you know, Xavier Suofilo, uh, who praised him for his intelligence the other day. There was there's multiple people. And uh, I know Michael Jordan talked about how Suofilo's helped him a ton. And maybe that is the case. Maybe Bobby Hart is, is really helping these young guys and, and he does look better and the coaches do believe in him. Um, they've certainly said that to the media mm-hmm. and, uh, their actions speak to it. That's the weird thing about this, this whole off season is they've been really consistent, uh, with the offensive line and what they've said about these guys. Um, the good news is, I guess, if that is the case, Fred Johnson backup, right tackle. I think you feel okay about that. Um, I, I know Akeem Adeniji got some, some reps over the past couple of days at, at the, the second right tackle spot too, mm-hmm. on the right side. So who knows there? I think you feel okay about Billy Price being a backup interior lineman. So uh, I wish we could have a competition, but maybe part of it is no preseason games. They know what some of these guys are, and they're going to roll with them. Yeah, I think that there's something to be said for continuity on the offensive line. Everyone talks about the more time these guys have together, the better it's going to be for everybody involved. But I also would have liked to have seen – an open competition for some positions where we, I felt some guys, you know, we, we've talked about Bobby Hart plenty. We, we don't need to belabor the point, I guess, but 
Another question in our Twitch chat here, James, who benefits more in these practices and scrimmages? Is it Burrow versus the defense or the defenses against Burrow? And in my opinion, this is it's definitely the rookie QB. And the the defense, for the most part, is veterans. You have a couple of young guys out there in the linebacking core. But besides that, there's nobody young, really, expected to contribute in a significant way on this defense. It's all third year plus. It's certainly Burrow. Well, 100% it's Burrow. Yeah. It, because, it, and you've seen it this week. Like, Tuesday was such a, because he, he played great on Monday. Tuesday, they put the pads on. They go through red zone. And he's 6 of 12, has the, the batted ball that's picked. Uh, the, it, it starts to rain, fumbles one of the snaps. And it just left a sour taste in your mouth. And he bounces back Thursday. Um, and, and then today, he looked really, really good. And, and I think you're seeing him learn and develop. And that needs to happen if he's going to look good week one against the Chargers, because the Chargers have a good defense. I mean, you look at some of those guys, a bunch of first round picks, Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Derwin James, you know, it's not just that pass rush. They got some guys. So I think, uh, I think he needs as many reps as he can. And, and that is the one thing, Jake, I'm a little surprised about just over this week that like Ryan Finley is getting a, a decent amount of reps. Jake Dolagala is getting reps. Mm-hmm. Like, you might want to just get number nine as many reps as possible. Maybe it's they're worried about tiring his arm out or giving him too much, but but you would think that he would get his, you know a ton of reps here over the next couple of weeks in preparation for week one. I think that'll probably ramp up a little bit, right? They were treating this as a first preseason game, and if Joe Burrow is out there for three drives in a first preseason game, that would be a lot. Generally, you would see the starting quarterback get one. Maybe it'd be a little bit different for a rookie, but it would be significant for a guy to get three four drives or whatever it would be in a first preseason game it, it, next week's scrimmage which is we, we think their last scrimmage right they're, they're unless they add another one uh, would hope as of now that's the more. last one on the schedule yes yeah. they'll still have time though because that'll be the 30th i, I right. believe so it'll be two weeks so so they still got some time there i wouldn't be surprised if they they have one more live session maybe that that following wednesday the first wednesday of september yeah and and so what was the deal with the 30-yard kind of deal in the middle? It seems like they kind of broke up the scrimmage with some just 11-on-11 11 11 stuff as well. They did. You know, it, it because it was on the practice field, it really didn't feel like a scrimmage overall. Yeah. And, and they broke up into individual. They, I mean, they started out just like a practice Yeah. And, and did all the individual stuff. And then midway through the scrimmage, they did some 11-on-11, 11 11, and then they went back and did some more individual stuff. And then they went back and, and kind of finished the scrimmage. So it, it, it was more so a, a practice with a lot more 11 on 11. Yeah. But again, there is no blueprint for this. And in, in, in this was kind of like the, the family day almost uh, that, that we're used to seeing. It's just, a, you know, a, a couple weeks later than normal. So it's um, we'll see how they ramp it up here. But I wasn't surprised at all that they broke it up kind of like uh, a normal practice. Yeah. Uh, Let's do a couple more questions here and we'll wrap up the podcast bit. Maybe hang out a little bit longer in our live show for those of you that came out to hang out with us. Linebackers, James, could you get a feel for who is out there with the first team? I'm assuming Josh Bynes and how do they look? Yeah, that was of everything today. I think that was the hardest thing to follow just in general. They, They were certainly rotating these guys in and out. Josh Bynes definitely uh, was in there and, and I think it's, written in sharpie that he's a yeah. starter 
And I still think it's Jermaine Pratt, but you're seeing a lot of mixtures, a lot of different lineups here, a lot of different guys rotating in and out. And so, you know, I saw a lot of uh, Akeem Davis Gaither today. I, you know, I, I saw a lot of Logan Wilson today, uh, Jermaine Pratt, obviously. Um, so it's, it's hard to say, all right, it's not like the offensive line where there's a clear division in my mind. Yeah. It's, it's a little different. And uh, ultimately, I think you just go with your best judgment here, which is, is Josh Bynes or Jermaine Pratt until we hear otherwise. Uh, we'll see if that's the case. But that's, that's where I'm leaning still. So still just Look a at rotation. That trophy. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, still just a rotation. Uh, last thing that I wanted to point out is in the post-practice press conference with Zach Taylor. Actually, two things. One is a post-practice press conference with Zach Taylor. He specifically called out William Jackson for having a nice performance in the scrimmage. He said he made some nice plays on the ball, which is very encouraging. We're all looking for a big year from William Jackson. And the other thing, and, James, and not, not Not to cut you off, just – but to cut uh, me off, so I don't forget. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> but I just don't <laughs> want to forget to say it. Uh, William did have a really nice play on the ball downfield that was intended for Mike Thomas, and Thomas was was open. It, it was it was kind of 2017 esque, where it was like ooh, and William Jackson caught up, and I don't know if he was on a man to man or what, caught up and batted the ball down, and it was just a, a really nice play near the uh, near the goal line. That ball, I believe, I heard described as underthrown. I heard a couple balls that he threw were underthrown, and that was one of them. Zach Taylor said there was a ball in the red zone that he wanted back. He he thought that Joe Burrow would want back as well. So that, that was a that was a miss. Um, that was his first incompletion. So he was eight for to, eight to Uzama. Yeah, he was under pressure, rolled out, and Uzama just came open, and he was throwing it on the run, and it was about a foot too high for Uzama, and Uzama jumped up, and it was just a, a tad too high. Otherwise, it would have been a, a beauty. Uh, but then he threw a touchdown to Tate for a second touchdown on the very next play. <laughs> the the last note for me was Joe Burrow, who has been clean cut, man. Like going back to the combine to his to his press conference on draft night, man. He he likes to get his hair cut. He stays fresh. Picture day for the Bengals today. Did not shave. Had that scruff going. And, uh, I mean, he looked good, though, man. Uh, you, can, you can recognize a guy that, he looked good. that has a good jawline. <laughs> Joe Burrow has a good jawline, man. Um, man, I think everybody in Cincinnati would agree with you, you know? <laughs> man, woman, child. Man, Joe Burrow looks good. It doesn't matter. Scruff, no scruff, you know, full-length beard. You know what that tells me? He's been studying his damn playbook so long and so wrapped up in training camp he hasn't had time to shave. That's what that tells me. I'm dead yeah, serious. Because sure. when have you ever really seen him with scruff? Never. Yeah. So th- I, I think that's ex- exactly what it means. The, the other thing is it reminds, he, he actually looks like he has some resemblance to Tom Brady, like uh, physically in, in terms of his facial appearance with the beard. Because, you know, how Tom Brady does that scruff sometimes. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, oh, that's that's a Tom Brady kind of scruff. And and this and, is the world we live in, where we compare quarterback facial hair to the greatest of all time. It's funny because you you, you listen look at Joe, and obviously, and heck, who who said it here? Uh, someone talked about the flow. Yeah, uh, Demoser uh, ninety nine. Yeah, uh, you know on Twitch, and look, he's had different hairstyles already. And if you look at Brady over the past twenty years, he's been the king of different hairstyles. 
So I wouldn't be True. shocked at all if Joe Burrow has uh, a bunch of different hairstyles over the next decade. If Burrow's good, he's going to be modeling just like Brady does with the suits and the haircuts and the be- anyway. The, let's wrap up the podcast portion of this Don't now. Get too if you, excited, Jay. If you did listen to the to the podcast today, hope you enjoyed the bonus content. Come hang out in Twitch if we do this in the future. When we do this in the future, this is always fun for us. And until next time, Bengals fans, who day? And have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.